Yeah. And that's how we do it. Yep. Or if you're, if it's a drunken uh, jury of drunken opinion, you cut out Nick saying that he's against war crimes with the intro music. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Jeff likes to use the power of editing <laughs> to make it seem like I condone war crimes, <laughs> or I don't well, condone war crimes. I wouldn't be surprised. Or condemn, condone, condemn. Nick I don't condemn war crimes. <laughs> I like war crimes. Look, Basically, what we're getting at is Nick is all about uh, war crimes. Look, it's the Geneva suggestions. Okay. <laughs> And welcome, everyone, to this new wonderful episode of Drunken Jurors. We got some wild Olympic bullshit for you as the Olympics are just wrapping up or wrapped up a while ago when this comes out. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. We're professionals, kind of, not really at all. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're the opposite, actually. <laughs> we, I think we make $5.68 <laughs> every month off of this. We're so. still getting paid. And that's that's collectively. That's not each person individually. Yeah. <laughs> but I am Jeff. I'm Adam. I'm Nick. And, and we found my replacement. We, so everyone have a good day. I'm out of here. We are having our first ever fucking guest on Drunken Jurors. And as we always do when we try something new, we brought the same fucker that we bring for every time that we try something new. And that is Andy from the Brew Party. Andy. Boys, I'm honored. I didn't know I was your first guest on this. Holy shit. So, yeah, just bring me on whenever you need a <laughs> guinea pig. See if this works. Um, but, yeah, dude, I'm so happy to be here. Um, not necessarily thrilled about the subject, but uh, thanks for thinking of me. Thanks we, for ne- me. we are never thrilled. Yeah, it's, never <laughs> it's always we come in with such energy, and then it's immediately, by the way, we're all pissed off, and this yeah. is why. There's a reason why, like, I don't do the intros for these because I come in high energy all the time, and that's not the right mood. We have but also ours, ours usually these usually start with a disclaimer. So, Andy, I mean, yes, you are the guinea pig. If it doesn't work out, I can just not add your audio track at all to this. So, it'll just... <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, um, yeah Andy, how about you? Uh, why don't I mean, everyone should know you at this point. You've been on our podcast three or four times now, but why don't you go ahead and plug yourself yes so i will go ahead and give myself the old butt plug so uh (laughs) i am the host of the brew party podcast uh i am what about an hour and a half away from these dudes uh i i am also in illinois just the down a little southern south from them um so yeah i'm a bears fan i actually like the st louis cardinals unfortunately um, from Champagne, I, I, it's a sports podcast, pretty similar to this. I mean, you guys should know by now. It's I like to drink and I have a good time. Don't we like my... to think that Andy is just our podcast, but for sports mm-hmm. and professional. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, a little, a little more professional this show. But I also, I don't, I try not to take myself too seriously. I try, I try to have a good time. Like I said, I like to drink uh, when I'm doing my interviews and stuff. But just so recently, I just had. Um, New Mexico Highlands wide receiver Ronnie Jameson on the show, uh, as well as Jason Pat. Uh, Jason is a contributor for Forbes, uh, the Clutch Points app, uh, bloggable.com. Um, he's also the host of his own podcast called Cash Considerations, but he, he writes about the Chicago Bulls with all their moves they just made in free agency. We did that. So I try to keep it pretty topical from week to week with what's going on and then mix in uh interviews with with cool people i've talked to athletes i've talked to musicians 
Um, I've talked to other podcasters such as uh, such as these three stooges who um, do uh, have nothing cool about their lives on <laughs> a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's always like it's just I, I try to keep it light, try to keep it fun, try to have a good time while also like giving some decent information because um, I feel like the, I, I, I can do that pretty well. But yeah, um, the Brew Party. Check, check us out. We're on Facebook at the Brew Party Podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Brew Party. Uh, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Brew Party. Uh, and then you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. All that good stuff. I know this is this is a really terrible plug for my show, but it's it's a fun it's a fun time. I swear to God, um, I'm dumb. I and I, uh, yeah, I'm basically just an idiot. And I, I and, I, See, and I, I I talk to cool people. That, that that that's what it is. I was gonna say, you know how we say we're not professionals. Andy thinks that he is, but apparently, from what I just heard, it's not. <laughs> he's not he's not talking himself up to be a very good professional. <laughs> Listen, I can I can turn it on when I need to turn it on. Okay, the, the professionalism. <laughs> from so what I, I heard earlier, I think Adam's always turned on. From what he said, I believe. Yeah, fully torqued. So I joined when, that club. Sony needs to check out under Adam's desk. <laughs> Grip it and rip it. Grip it. <laughs> Grip it and rip it. But yeah, when uh, when football football season is right around the corner, which is kind of like my bread and butter. Uh, during that time, we add a weekly gambling segment with my friend Ryan Maloney called Maloney's Money. I'm gonna Line. be following that very heavily uh, this year. Yes. If you lose me a shit ton of money, I'm fucking coming. Listen, you can. <laughs> I'm you coming can, at you, my guy. Not, no, he, no, you can the other fade, one. You can fade me as much as you want. That might make you more money, but that's always fun. We give out like college football, NFL picks, pretty much any sport we will gamble on. We are generic gamblers. It's just a lot easier to do that show during football season. Um, and that'll be coming back in There's the next There's just so much month. to gamble on during it. I so know. You have, you have football, you have baseball, and the playoffs starting for baseball. College basketball's going to be starting up during that time. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's going to be great. So that currently it's like one show a week, usually like Wednesdays or Thursdays. Uh, during football season, we moved to two, just depending on uh, kind of what is going on with the interviews and all that stuff. But it's, you know, sports, interviews, hot takes, gambling picks, brew party podcasts. Grab a drink and join the party. That's what I'll. That's what. That's what I'll say. All right. Well, Jeff is uh, drinking some coffee mixed with vodka because it's twelve thirty on a Sunday, and why the fuck not? And we recorded before this, so I'm surprised I'm not as toasty as I should be. And I'm also drinking Bush Diesel. So the, the last the, the last time we recorded something, Jeff, I think you blacked out, and it was I black out often. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not always because of the alcohol. It's sometimes I just don't want to be here and remember what I'm doing. Uh, the shame. I have the control to black myself out. <laughs> I am drinking one of the most disgusting things I've ever put to my lips. Um, I mixed Pink Whitney with ginger ale because that's what i have oh yeah that don't Ew. sound good it, it's weird you get doesn't like, lemon and ginger go together though but this is fake lemon pink, and fake yeah. ginger it's also <laughs> like pink fake lemon so yeah so like what is I pink get, lemonade can we talk about that what the fuck is pink lemonade supposed it's just, to be? just food i think it's sweeter it's less hard. Like, it's, Thanks, Nick. I know what makes it pink dumbass. I, I, I think <laughs> I think it's just so you know that it's sweeter and less tart. Okay. Good enough explanation for me. Continue on. Uh, I'm going to find out what the fuck pink lemonade is. Yeah, no, I'm, I was like, you get the hint of ginger with the after hint of pink lemonade. 
and then alcohol, and it's not good. <laughs> I uh, I have some La Fin de Monde. Uh, that's good. an empty bottle. It that's, is, but yeah, I have some you... in the fridge. It is one hundred percent an empty bottle. I have so, some in the fridge though. Pink lemonade so often get gets its pink color from red dye, cranberry juice, that, grenadine, or strawberries. Yeah. Okay, that adds up. There you go. That's the one thing every I can I can tag it educational motherfuckers. We're good to go. <laughs> Nick's already left the podcast. That's so yep. I want to document that. It's been like ten oh, minutes. We try. <laughs> we try to document those often. We um, usually the second he stands up, we announce that he's gone. Uh, yeah, so I'm drinking classic Bush Light, which I always get shit for on mm-hmm. this show. But yeah. I mean, look at look at we're, my we're hand. Deep. Look at how huge my hand looks. Yeah, you know what they say about big hands. Makes your you dick look smaller. Big yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big hands make my dick look tiny as fuck. <laughs> that's just because he's got a tiny dick. But it's it's the sausage fingers. Fuck off. <laughs> it's the sausage fingers and the hamburger. Actually, palm. it's it's beneficial because it makes my extremely large penis look moderate to others. Right. So I actually I have a bottle of Jeremiah Weed sweet tea vodka that I was going to bring in here. But I knew if I started drinking vodka like Jeff at at noon on a Sunday, I, I would not stop. I mixed so. it with coffee. You fuck off. Not <laughs> <laughs> just taking shot. I can't take shots of vodka. Vodka is disgusting. Vodka on is so gross. I don't think I can take shots anymore regardless. Andy, I'm going to have to ask you to go grab that vodka now, though. I I don't <laughs> think you're... Pre- I. From what we're about to be talking about, I think we're all going to want to be very drunk because this is awful. <laughs> Dude, I have eight beers here. I don't know if I, I don't know if I need the vodka. I don't think you have enough beers either. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, I'll be right back. There we go. There we go. Are you ready to be blackout by two on a Sunday? Uh, yeah, I am ready because my son and my girlfriend just left to go to the pool, so daddy's here alone, and it don't matter. <laughs> daddy's going to have a good time. My, my, one of my favorite summer drinks of all time, Jeremiah Weed, Sweet Tea Vodka, and Lemonade. Is I've never heard of it. I've it's never insane. heard of it. It sounds delicious, though. It's a fucking it, – it's, it's a spiked Arnold Palmer or – as us in the golf community like to say, a John Daly. <laughs> now that we're all getting toasty, Nick finally grabbed his alcohol after being a bitch. Uh, we're going to get into some stuff that I think we all are going to get a little fucking pissed about. We are talking about Larry Nasser, and if you don't know who that is, he is the guy that in 2016 <clears throat> was charged with over oh my god he sexually assaulted over 200 i think there's like 200 charge like not charges but like complaints or whatever you want to call them about yeah accusations about him um for the he was the team physician for the u.s gymnastics olympic team and he from 1990 till he got caught in 2016 sexually assaulted over 200 women and by women we mean kids yeah honestly i mean until into their adulthood for some of them um disclaimer this is gonna be a rough one it's there's going to be a lot of talk about sexual assault here um just kind of a trigger warning if that's something you can't handle whatever i mean we will try to make not go into extreme detail but also we go into detail because this is how true crime podcasts work so just a warning some of this stuff is going to get a little not okay for some people but I mean, yeah. So let's go through sources here. Um, I mean, I guess I can start mine. 
Hey, we're actually doing it at the beginning of this. Time. Yeah, I know. It's because we we're, fucked up yeah. every other oh my time. God. We're recording normally these we back do, to Normally, back. we don't get uh, to our sources until we're essentially done with the fucking <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's a good time. What do you want from us? Yeah. All right. So my source is uh, Start by Believing, Larry Nasser's Crimes, the Institutions that Enabled Him, and the Brave Women Who Stopped the Monster by John Barr and Dan Murphy. It was released in January of 2020. And I also watched Athlete Day, or part of Athlete Day on Netflix. Uh, my source was What is a Girl Worth? Uh, my story of Breaking the Silence and Exposing the Truth about Larry Nasser and USA Gymnastics by Rachel Den Hollander. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Yep. Um, it was that book. It was a lot to take in. Um, it it it's just oh boy. Um, my because, book mostly covered the institute, like yeah, USA, the uh, uh, Olympic. I can't remember the name of. It so USA reason. USAG got exposed in 2015, and Rachel uh, got. Rachel saw that story. We'll get into it, but yeah. she saw that story. And then she, she was the one who came out and said, Hey, Larry did this also. Uh, and that brought on a dozen or the, dozens and dozens of allegations against hundreds. Him. Like was the, this, yeah. when one person came out, the flood of women yeah. who then fell. So they were like, this is the time. If I was we'll, ever going to finally bring this up, it is now we'll talk about it a lot of them didn't know they were being abused because of how he did it and what he we'll, did. we'll talk yeah, about we'll get his, to it there's a reason that like you would i guess like especially if you're 14 years old there's a lot of reasons we'll get into it why you would think what he's doing at that age would be like okay maybe this is right because of the specific mm-hmm. degree he has in medicine well I uh know. i watched I I athletic day. <laughs> no i'm not saying like I'm just saying it as in like you're 14 and he's like I'm helping yeah, you. You kind I of would, would say be like not okay. all of them knew, but I also would say a lot. There was of them, there were a good chunk of them that knew, and they were like oh, quite a few of them that would leave those and goes. Is he doing this to you? Like I mean, yeah. when you're 14, 15, like you're not dumb. Well, you You've know gone if through someone's sex ed. you know if a fucking doctor is supposed to have his hands in your vagina. Or not. Well, and there was like the I. In the documentary, there was that one girl that was like, "My mom was sitting right there, and I thought she yeah, saw that's it." Rachel, that's Rachel. That's Rachel. So she was the first woman to publicly come out and say, "I was sexually assaulted yeah, by Larry." Because because, to, because my because my mom was sitting feet away, I thought she saw it and thought it again, was okay. So my book goes into mostly how mm-hmm. gymnastics as a whole. A lot of shit got to just be like slide yeah. by that should gymnastics is very sexist and anti-feminine in general from the things that they are forced to wear to the rules about like they weren't allowed to have like their bra strap showing because that docks them points like it's a very like misogynistic sport well i still i still blame the genius who decided to put the soviets in charge of usag well, I we'll still blame there. them for that. Well, we'll yeah, we'll because there. they were winning gold medals in Romania and, and doing it right. They defected and it said, mean, it in the, it said it in the documentary. They're like, yeah, we we were leaving Romania. We were defecting. We saw the talent that you at the United States had. We said, yeah, 
let's go there. Like, well, we yeah, need- because after the fall of the USSR, they all started splitting, mm-hmm. like all those Cold War countries. No, all the Warsaw Pact countries. Yeah, they mm-hmm. all separated, and then they fled to America. Mm-hmm. But also, if I am correct, the USSR had the longest winning streak in the Olympics. All for of gymnastics. those, yeah, no, all of those countries were like insane at gymnastics. Yeah. They were a powerhouse. The US couldn't get it. Like, w- like they were not, they couldn't catch up. So it's the the girls said it that they interviewed in the documentary. Um, they were like, we knew what their system was, what they were doing. You saw it at every meet. The girl, the the girls from those Eastern European countries, they didn't talk. They kept their heads down. They seemed to be terrified the whole time. They were scared of their coaches. We knew what was going on, but they were winning. So In- when uh, the, what is the Creole? Uh, um, fuck, uh, Carolis. Carolis. When they came over, it was just like, yeah. And then what I'm going to shout out here is fucking Steve Penny, the guy that was in charge of, of USA the, Gymnastics of USA Gymnastics was a sports marketing guy. Yeah. Says, really? Right there. Yes. He was yeah. a marketing guy. Jesus. He So he does not give a fuck about anything but the image. Oh, we're going to talk com- about him of the company that he was running. You think he gives a fuck if there are sexual assault claims? No, let's bury that as low as possible so i can keep making as much money for this organization as possible he is the one of the true real pieces of shit oh yeah we we will be talking about it. great marketer though like great at his job (laughs) as a marketer still a piece of shit yeah but holy shit if we're going that way i would i would hire him to run my marketing (laughs) campaign for me So uh, I'm going to put this out here now. Uh, this is about Larry Nasser, but we are going to talk about a lot of pieces of shit, and I'm going to beat the fuck out of some of them verbally about some of the shit that goes on because <laughs> there are so many pieces of fucking garbage in this story, especially, and I think that's what's going to be great about us covering this topic is a lot of people think Larry Nasser and the sexual assault was the big thing that was going on with USA Gymnastics. When you actually like even just surface level, if you actually go, if you actually go in and like, you're like, oh, who's Larry Nasser? And you start like a little bit of research, you will find out it's a rabbit hole. He is the, he is the piece of shit, but there is so much more. He's not the only piece. Like half of, (laughs) half of the training was like throwing nine-year-olds into walls and shit. Yeah. Uh, well also they would, they would train for, we'll get into it. We'll get there when we get there. Adam, what's your source? (laughs) Oh, I said Athletic A, the documentary. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm assuming yeah. Andy also. Okay, yeah. Athlete A, and then I also read an article from Vox, and I am also a, a Wikipedia loser, so I read Larry Nasser. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> all right, I mean, yeah, let's get into but I, it. Yeah, I don't have the, the, the books like 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 you guys read, but the... Well, oh, that's you just... Think that's just <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we listen to audiobooks, my guy. Uh, <laughs> we don't know but, how to read. <laughs> So, I mean, because we will be a little heads up for everyone. This will be a two-parter because, like I said, this first part is going to be me trashing on USA Gymnastics mostly. So, um, yeah, we can we can have someone watch that before we record the next one. And we can prepare Athlete Day in that. So, I mean, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's I'm going to we're going to start off with Larry Nasser's early life upbringing, his degree specifically, and then how stupid all this fucking gymnastics thing is i'm not saying gymnasts are dumb or anything i'm just saying like how stupid usa gymnastics is random their fucking policies are dumb as fuck all right so remember kids everyone's an idiot 
his full name is actually Lawrence Gerard Nasser. Um, he was born on August 16, 1963. So he was, I believe, the last of like five children. And throughout his upbringing, when he got to high school, he he always wanted to be like a runner because his dad was a very good runner and he wanted to be an athlete, but I guess he just didn't have the genetics for it. He wasn't the one that got lucky <laughs> with the genetics to be an athlete, but his brother, this is some wild shit that I still don't understand. So he's it. He lives in Michigan and he, God, I don't know how it works, but one of his older brothers was a like, personal train not personal uh um, his his older brother mike was the at the head athletic trainer yeah. for his high school as a student though like like as a high school student and that's how okay, maybe not maybe it. not head athletic trainer yeah. but like he was an athletic trainer for their high school north farmington high school larry is age 15 so what a freshman or a sophomore yeah and his brother's like hey you should be you should try to be a one of the student athletic trainers so he starts being a student athletic trainer for the women's gymnastic team at North Farmington High School in Michigan in Which? when he's 15 at age 76 or no in 1970 <laughs> in 1978 that, I mean it's wild that, to me that back then, like cuz you need a degree now like you're like you yeah, go I've never an heard of that yeah. before yeah like also, when that's the fuck a weird were the- age to allow a fifth, like a 15 year old boy who's in the middle of puberty and discovering that like this that sexual aspect of life to do gymnastics it, yeah the like most sexual wearing sport, arguably yeah. it's that's like, that's a this, weird thing to allow to have happen this is point number one of where i think this is fucking weird the fact like because <laughs> like how andy just said it like why why the fuck are you allowing a high school student let alone a freshman high school student to be the athletic trainer for a sports yeah, like, team. It's they not have just no, because what, he's a dude. What it's fucking credentials does he have? <laughs> yeah, like any it does say should not be doing that. It does say student athletic trainer. I'd like to assume that there was actually a trained athletic trainer because we do see, like, in college, you see yeah. student Yeah, but student they're going through trainers. that program. Like, right. They're going through that, the That's my point is, like, that's college. It's not high school. I mean, I don't know if that was just something like it's – this was in 1978, obviously, before all of us were born. Yeah. I don't know if it was – maybe it worked differently back then, but – I mean, the 70s was wild. So, I, mean, <laughs> I do uh, – this is a weird point that I'm, uh, I'm going to bring up. Is it better to have the 15-year-old kid or the creepy – 40 and 50 year old dudes around so at least the 40 to 50 i would like to think that they have their degree in it so yes it's still creepy but at least they would know what they're doing yeah i would like to think but also i guess in the aspect of being a student athletic trainer he's probably just like taping people up which is something that you can learn and then there's a do like haphazardly mm-hmm. and no just it's just like muscle memory to you at that point so i'm guessing he's probably just like taping people up he's not like dealing with actual injuries or anything well yeah and like like what like the 40 50 year old like theoretically shouldn't be having an erection during it and for a 15 year old boy sometimes you can't control that shit next on for the t- second time yeah. already well like, his sometimes his can't control well, an erection in high school and other than like 
you're pressing on some attractive girls in skimpy outfits. Like it, it's tough. Like, Your you own suit, like he couldn't control the erections but... when he was fucking forty years old. That's why I, I mean, said yes. theoretically you should be able to. <laughs> it's just but... weird to me because it's like, oh my god, I have chemistry with this this girl, and I I have a crush on her, and then all of a sudden I'm getting hands on with her just because I'm a student athletic trainer. Like, oh my yeah. god, like <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it, a weird fucking spot to be put in. Yeah, these, as like, like don't let a fifth like don't have someone in the middle of puberty doing that <laughs> it's well, even uh, like you bring that point up but it's like in the documentary where they like where there's that second complaint about him and one of the prosecutors is like has him in the room he's like, there's another complaint really third time he you came back you and don't say away. and um, then he's like you know, it's sometimes, you know, men just get an erection like you just you can't control it. It's like well, dude, you're 40 years old and the lady's like, you know how the human get, body works. Because <laughs> When you get an erection, that means you're aroused. And he just like was just like, uh, uh, uh. Well, <laughs> uh, I think the problem here is like he was never like it. He was never reprimanded for it. Like it, it's on them for allowing a 15 year old to do this in the first place. And then because nothing was ever said to him as things progressed it then became okay like ingrained in his head that this was okay well it's not even that it's the fact that they would allow it like maybe it's brought we'll get into it later when i talk about usa are there allegations of him fucking with girls from when he was 15 because i don't believe so i because i feel like as a student he's not going to be ballsy enough to well because also but it just was was he a good looking guy like was well, he a good looking not really, kid? No. Like, Have you seen no? a picture of him? I just I've I mean, only seen him as an adult. Yeah, I was gonna say as an adult, no. But so the thing is, is like what <laughs> Andy, like what Andy said. Um, I don't think he had the confidence back then to do that. Like you're a student, they're a student. Like that shit's gonna be. You also have probably adults like supervising you, but the thing it's is, a, is like the institu- USA gymnastics basically let this shit slide, so he knew he could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like you are in like. You and it's not just them, the coaches is, like would just yeah, allow it. You slide. are you right. are, you have been telling this person that this is okay for what 20, 30 years. And so now he is like he ha- doesn't understand why he's why this right. is a problem. But I, I think in when he was in high school, it's it's a lot easier to fucking report a student for doing something than it is oh, 100%, a, a, yeah. an adult or whatever. But maybe he didn't do anything there, but that's probably where he got the fascination with it and the so, like, got or, some or, ideas and maybe about he it. Did do it, and it was welcomed. But like, the, no, that was the culture in in fucking gymnastics. Like the the indie star when they started investigating it, it was fifty four coaches that they found. Yeah, it was the coaches, not just him. Yeah, fifty four so coaches was- under over ten years had um, sexual assault. Uh, so like there was the brought yeah, up. They, they said it in the documentary. So if you look back in like Olympic history in the 50s and early 60s, these were grown women competing in gymna- in gymnastics. They were mm-hmm. 28 years old, 25 years old in their in their 20s, maybe even 30s at, at some point. It got to, you know, the what, 74 games when Nadia from Rome from Romania, the 14 year old chick, mm-hmm. uh, coincidentally, Coached by the Carolis, the Carolis, um, something like that. Not, not coincidentally. Um, that, like, when she started winning gold, that's when, like, 
for lack of a better term, I'll say fetish of young girls wanting to compete in the Olympics. And then just the whole sport kind of changed. It was that dynamic of these young girls that these coaches have complete control over. That's why they wanted to be even younger and younger. So they could tell them what to do and they're not going to fucking say anything to them. So that was like, uh, to me, like I saw it as like a 14 year old girl just wins gold. That is a major thing. Like good for her. Like that is, that is better than any accomplishment I can do in my life. That is (laughs) phenomenal. And now she is an idol for other young girls who are like, we can win gold. And then on top of that, you have the marketing, which is directed at young girls about gymnastics. So now you have these girls that's in their face and they know that they can do it. So my- it's not so so they're joining gymnastics younger and younger to the point well- that they're all stars by the time they are. 14. my book also talks about it the reason it's so young now is because they are smaller and a huge thing in gymnastics is being small and light so you can do more flips you can do better on the balance beam you don't have as much weight so the younger and younger you get the better the small less weight it is yeah. and especially if they start when they're three four or five they're going to build up like muscle like they're going to be able to control their weight well mm-hmm. and they'll it's, have the muscle to throw their weight around it was china right that got in trouble for having yeah like, in two they, they, they like were lying yeah no they were lying about their yeah. ages in china because that was, was that thing in 20 uh, no it's 2000 well, i believe two, no it was like 26 i think no, it's happened multiple times it was times. more recent than that maybe? it was the fucking london games and yeah they, it was probably, i think they yeah, did it in beijing too but you look at these like i think they Brazil? You Brazil's 2016. It's probably Beijing. I think it was Beijing in London where it was probably a big all deal. of them, to be honest with you. But like that started in Romania with the Carolis. They like, yeah, we're handpicking these girls and, and dudes, dudes do gymnastics too. Yeah. At six, seven years old. And that the ones that are stronger, we think will that we can groom to be these athletes like think about not that. even groomed to be athletes groomed to apparently be anything they fucking want them yeah. to be exactly like th- like think about how impressionable you were or any kid is at fucking six seven years old they're not going to talk back and to like you. they're, they're going like, to listen to what you say it's you also tell them we're training you to be an olympian they're like oh yeah i'm going to do whatever it takes and yeah. that that went down in usa gymnastics too these girls like the shit that they went through is just insane I, I think it's a weird support system too in gymnastics because it's not a team sport. There's a lot of you that compete together and you are a team, but it's not football. It's not hockey. It's not like it, it's it, like it's track. Dif- yeah, it's a different yeah. dynamic that you have. You with these get team points for a team, but you you then become like still gymnastics is more individual so you are still going out and doing individual work with the coach because in the long run it's the individuals that matter it's not as a core team where you have to work together like so you get more one-on-one alone time than you would in a typical team sport yeah so back to the whole larry nasser starting at fucking 15 so i think yes because as we just talked about how gymnastics got younger and younger I think that fueled him sexually abusing these young children because he's dealing with 15, 16, 17 year olds as a 15 year old. And he's then I think that's where it's staying. The yeah, same like I'm saying, that's that's why, that fetish, was my point. The, yeah, seed, the, the seed was planted when he was 15 years old. 
and 100%. the girls continually stayed 15 and he just kept getting older like yeah and then well he did the, he did the vid he started making videos like thousands of videos of mm-hmm. all of his treatments mm-hmm. or whatever and then you just see how comfortable he is like touching and being all over these like it's it's with children and it's just fucking and like and ugh. like the videos were like like it made like like in the explanations that he's even like it makes okay like the pelvis is going like you like you need that joint there and the pelvis needs to be feeling good and stuff for gymnastics makes complete sense given the strain that they put on their bodies and then he would exploit that in terms of like like that to me like gymnastics being a physical trainer or whatever for gymnastics like there's going to be some level of intimacy there there's going to be stuff like on or near the butt there's gonna be stuff near the vagina but you should never be going inside any of these orifices <laughs> like the the reason a lot of them didn't know that they were being abused and assaulted was because internal pelvic rotation is an actual thing yeah so that's what i'm going to yeah. so we'll just get into it now so he ends up going to college at michigan state university for the study of osteopathic medicine and osteopathic medicine is the massaging of muscles for like personal trainer or physical trainers it's like you work on the muscles and ligaments through like massaging instead of like actually like making them do exercises and shit it's it's basically he's like a doctor of being a masseuse like yeah it's just a massage therapist (laughs) yeah and that is what he, like, that's what his doctorate is in. And there are times, during this time, obviously, he's also, this is when he gets into doing stuff with, like, I don't think it was the Corollis yet, but he's doing stuff for Michigan State's gymnastics because a lot of the charges also come from Michigan State gymnasts, people who weren't even, like, on the Olympic team or anything. Like, he got charges from both this is like where it started he there was a point when he was during like kind of doing his residency i guess he they almost they kicked him out of the program almost like they literally all had actually like kicked him out of the program because he wasn't paying enough attention to his actual studies he was just out there doing it and he got written letters from the coaches and staff saying like, Oh, we won't allow him back in until he starts passing these classes and stuff. And they were like, the Dean of that department was like, yeah, that's fine. And then he didn't do that. He still just went every day. And this is where it started. And there was a time, I think it was during his residency or right after he ended up doing a experiment with the gymnast where they would come back to his apartment or dorm room. He would have a table laid out and he was doing an experiment quote unquote of seeing how muscles work. If they're warm compared to cold and he would have them sit in a hot bath in his own bathroom and he would walk in and he would make jokes. Like he would walk in like covering his eyes. He's like, I'm not looking. And then literally take his fucking hand away from his eyes and hand them like a towel or something and just look at them. And they were in the bath for like 20 minutes. And they were like, he wasn't in the bathroom that entire time. We don't know what he was doing. 
He one hundred percent had a people. Oh, one hundred percent. There's no way he <laughs> oh, didn't have a people. Even if it's not a people, there had to be like a vent or something that he could yeah. peer in. Through. There was something in there, and it was like that. And then they would come out and lay down naked on a table, and he would start doing like massages or like he would have them do a mid split and see how low they could get, and he would measure like their tailbone or their groin to the floor and measure how far it is. And then they would go sit in like an ice bath and do come back, do the same thing and see like, and then he would give them a massage and they were like, we were there for like hours at some points. And this is when he started doing what Nick, I'll let you explain it. The thing that you were talking about where, mm-hmm. you know, we went on this tangent. Um, this is where like he would massage like, their vagina and he would like literally be finger he's just fingering them that's all he's doing essentially yeah uh so a lot because internal pelvic floor rotations are a thing uh that is like rachel uh she assumed that's what he was doing and then she told or her mom found out that he was doing it and she's like okay well because she need she didn't didn't actually need that but if she didn't come to need that specific oh we'll get to it later but this dude would literally do it if you sprained your ankle there were people who were like i went into him because my ankle hurt and he fingered me yeah so he (laughs) and he'd be like they said like he'd be doing his job with his one hand and not doing his job with the other hand so he would specific like her mom's in the room the entire time her he would position himself between her between the the patient himself the parent or whoever is in the room and, and he would also have a blanket on them yeah and so they thought all right this is pelvic floor therapy weird why why didn't he ask why didn't he tell us that she was doing this this is weird but he they has ended a doctorate so through, he knows th- more than me throughout I think it's like over the course of five or 10 years, um, they go to, they go to different therapists and different doctors and everything. And whenever they're there, they're like, Hey, they describe, they would describe like, what if someone did, is that, is that pelvic floor treatment? That's nothing like pelvic floor treatment. That's nothing at all. Like that's, you're not using the right fingers. You're not going in at the right angle. You didn't put gloves on. You didn't oh, yeah. ask. So that's a that's a huge thing is there's a lot of them that would get like UTIs and stuff and have to get treated for UTIs because he never used gloves. Mm-hmm. So uh but there was a lot of that. And before so before Rachel came out and talked to Indie Star, um she went and did a fuck ton of research on pelvic floor, uh, because she figured, you know. Larry's gonna come and come and defend it with the defense of, yeah, I was doing internal pelvic floor treatment, and it came to the point where his defense was, I was never doing that, and then he would try and describe what it was, like, no, I wasn't doing that, I was doing this, to the point where she realized in over the course of trying to figure out and like prepare for his defense. She ended up having more knowledge on uh, internal pelvic floor treatment than he did. And he'd been doing it for 20 years. The thing is, is um, with some of them, it wasn't only, he would like finger their anal cavity also. Like he, it wasn't, 
It's not like they got colons to look at or not colons, prostates. What? Never mind. I'm at prostates. Want... <laughs> it's not like they got prostates to look at. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a second here. Um this is gonna be a furda because I, I need to drink after this. This is it's already we're Cheers. we're like 40 minutes into this of part one, and I wanna fucking die. Yeah. So and that, you got that... anything to add? You just I think we've already broke our first guest. This dude looks <laughs> defeated as fuck already. It's, no, it's a defeating topic. So, <clears throat> yeah, the the doll, uh, Rachel Dolan, Hauser, Den Den Hollander, Den Den Hollander. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's not even an elite gymnast or anything. This is just some girl. She loves gymnastics. She said it herself in the documentary. I wasn't any good. I just really liked it. She's, I, I love. She started like a. Yeah, twelve or fourteen or yeah, something. she started right. late. So started late. I just had this ankle injury. <clears throat> I go to Larry, uh, the first time, the first fucking time, he has his right hand on what he's supposed to be doing, and his left hand he's fingering her while he's sitting in between her and her mom. The whole time she's like, "Yeah, I thought my mom knew," and it wasn't until a couple months later when I told her, and she had no idea, which. And then immediately, like right there, she's 15, 16 years old being like, I'm being sexually assaulted, and she has to go back. And then how about the girl, I forget her name, but she reported this to Michigan State in 1997. And they never filed a police report. Yeah, nothing. Because, 1997. So, so Rachel, she went and talked to, when she was working at the gym, she was a little older at that point, she was working at the gymnastics gym, yeah. and she went to the head coach, and because they were going to send one of the girls to Larry and she, she went to the, the, the coach and her, her boyfriend was a cop. And she tells him, she tells her everything. She's like, all right, I'll have my boyfriend look into it. And the reason they never did anything with it was because the boyfriend looked for any complaints or anything. And that police report was never filed. If that police report was filed, this shit stops in what? 2000, 90, 90 yeah, 97, 98. Yeah. Yeah. So this shit stops 20 years earlier if some dumbass did just file the police report. Well, and I mean, I know how like athletic organizations like to keep things in house as much as possible. And you don't want bad publicity. Yeah. You don't want bad publicity. You keep everything within the organization. And so a lot of times it comes down to like, Oh, a complaint was reported, and what should ha happen, like, obviously, police should be involved, but a lot of times, what should, at minimum, what should happen is it gets handled in-house. If you don't want the bad publicity, you, like, someone, like, you have a committee that steps in and takes care of this situation in-house and fires him, does an investigation, goes through that goes through this but they just were like oh no like oh thanks for the complaint burn it and there's multiple people that you can blame for not filing police reports i mean and i mean that happens in 1997 that happened in 2015 mm -hmm. when maggie nichols and her family uh reported it after she got sexually assaulted asked ali raisman if she did and he's she was like yeah he does that to me too says something steve penny like one of the ultimate pieces of shit 
in this whole scheme, uh, in in the whole scheme of things, is like, yeah, we have it handled. Don't call the cops. We're going to alert the authorities. They wait 15 months after that happened in Texas and Indiana. That is a that is a felony. That is yeah. the, the, where it happened. <laughs> it happened at in Texas. The uh, U.S. Gymnastics uh, Olympic headquarters, I believe, is in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's in Indianapolis, yeah. So people knew about this for over a year after Maggie Nichols came public. She gets blacklisted from the from the Olympic team. She, was, she got second place in the world in the all-around competition behind Simone Biles so the, in, in, what, 2015, before, before Rio. Just to show you how recent this is, Simone Biles has shit against Larry like Nasser. Like yeah, she dealt Simone with Biles, Simone Biles came out before the Olympics and said she was one of the ones that was abused. That was yeah. like one of the whole things that was uh was a with part her, of the, the, the mental health yeah. stuff. And it's just like how can you how can you not be affected mentally by all of this shit? And it's not even just Nasser. It's the way that the, the United States gymnastics uh, is run. Yeah. Uh, from top to bottom. And it started when <laughs> when Steve Penny, all he was concerned about was money and medals. That That is it. There was no there's no well-being of these athletes. The definition it, of anything to win. Exactly. And that's why, you know, especially this year, you're watching the Olympics, you're watching Team USA and, and, you know, we're rooting for Team USA, but you have to remember what's behind it like root for the athlete and be happy for the athlete not not necessarily the the thing that scares me Mm -hmm. the organization is what i'm saying the thing that scares me is like this this happens in the u.s how awful do you think it is in other countries like how awful do you think it is in russia or china or fucking the czech republic yeah i was gonna say one of the the smaller nations what do you think happens in romania still to this day it's gotta be awful I mean, that, it, the Bel- it's got to uh, be the, just tragic. The chick from Belarus that was got sent home for speaking out yeah. against her coaches. And she's like, yeah, no, fuck she this. got a asylum, asylum yeah. in right? Poland. Is she, Poland? Poland. Yeah. All right. And like Belarus is wild. <laughs> uh, but um, like, think about that. Like here. It, it, unfortunately, it sucks that it took. 30 years for accountability to come to but in the end there was accountability there's gonna be no accountability for if this shit's happening in china or russia not a chance in hell yeah it's got it's got to be 10 times worse there you guys ready to talk about pieces of shit that i think kind of really fucking started all of it sure fucking <sighs> the fucking corollis i know like I say they started it. They didn't, but they're the most known. But a lot, and I mean a fucking lot, of gymnastic coaches did this type of shit. They're just not talked about because they weren't actually tied to this case and had Larry Nasser there, and they weren't the coach of the U.S. Gymnastics Olympic team. Mm-hmm. But this happened with way more women through a lot of different coaches and other people but we are specifically talking about these very specific pieces of fucking garbage i don't I, know a lot about them before i don't know i don't i don't know anything about so they they were probably the most notorious 
coaches in the gymnastics world um, from Romania or one of those USSR countries. So they pretty much rose to fame with uh, when they uh, coached Nadia, um, I forget her last name, um, to gold from Romania when she was 14. Uh, they were big, big parts of, of that Olympic program uh, when Romania was, you know, in the shits and, and everything kind of dissolved. They defected. They chose the United States because they saw the potential of the United States gymnastics program. And they knew that the United States was desperate for success in gymnastics uh, because they were lagging behind the Eastern European countries, the, the Romanias, the Russias, the what have you. And they said, yeah, we're going to go there. And, and USA Gymnastics opened, welcomed them with open arms. And the, the, the gymnastics athletes were like, they knew what was going on, but they're like, we're winning. We'll do whatever we can to win. And I mean, this abuse was not just sexual. It was mental. It was physical. It was making these girls um, ba uh, battle through injuries and still perform with broken toes. There's, I mean, you look at Carrie Shrug when she had to do in that vault when she obviously fucked her leg up. And then oh, you, yeah. you, you look over at Bella and he's like, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Um, and it's just like, didn't she go after the, her next attempt? Didn't she blow out her other leg doing uh, it? Uh, she probably, probably, but it's like that moment is supposed to be looked at as heroic and historic in United States history. But it's like, you just made uh, outside I, looking I, in that's uh, outside looking in. Like I, when I was watching the documentary last night, it, I was, I mean, it made me want to puke. It's like, you're making these girls do that. Michaela Maroney, even recently, when she did her vault, she was she was hurt. They're all, they're, none of these athletes are a hundred percent when when they are, when they are doing these routines. Not at That's all. not necessarily always because of their coach, but I think it's some part just part of the nature of gymnastics. I mean, it's it's, it, it's, it's an it's explosive sport. sport. It's, it's explosive sport. sport. It's going to blow out your joints and stuff. Like it's all about explosion. So I have a fun little statistic for you guys. Okay. Uh, the nineteen, the nineteen eighty, Summer Olympics gymnastics medal table. Number one, Soviet Union with twenty-two medals. Number two, East Germany, eleven medals. Number three, Romania, seven. Number four, tied for number four, Bulgaria and Hungary with two. And then at number six is Czechoslovakia with one. So. Out of six of the, I don't think Hungary was Hungary. I don't think Hungary was part of the USSR um, at that time. But during this time, five out of the six countries that medaled in the 1980s Summer Olympics for gymnastics were all Warsaw Pact Soviet countries. Well, I mean, yeah, but the United States boycotted the 1980 Olympics. There were a yeah. lot of countries that weren't at that Olympics. Did they? Well. All right. 1980 was the year, right? When a bunch the, of yeah, so because in 1984 is when they all like separated, oh. and they broke because after the Olympics, the U uh, um the Russian team of gymnast gymnasts came over and they did like a a tour in America with the American team or something, and that's when the biggest boom 
ever of for gym gymnastics in America happened. They went from like thirty to forty thousand people participating or females participating in gymnastics to over sixty five thousand, and that's the, to this day still the biggest increase. Of so I, I checked for seventy six. Uh, same table: Soviet Union seventeen, Japan ten, Romania eight, Hungary two, East Germany four, and then you have tied for number six all with one is france united states and west germany so it, it the numbers are still the same the soviet bloc just dominates everything i mean that, when you get a bunch of countries to yeah. be your country yeah well, yeah that's <laughs> when you walk in and you say it's a we Mine. now that's yeah. why <laughs> it's we. i mean that's that's why miracle on ice was such a, is such a big deal because it was a, that was the first fuck you to the soviets yeah. in olympics it's the only time we're allowed to outside of war tell Russia to go fuck themselves with communism. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, yeah, I mean, so the Carolis come over and they move down into Texas and they buy, I, at first they buy a small acreage. I say small. To us, it would be large. But in Texas, the amount of acreage they buy isn't a whole lot compared to mm-hmm. others. And then throughout the years, they build up to almost, I think it was like over almost like 2,000 fucking acres of land. Just this giant ranch. And they make a fucking gymnastics ranch where, so... Multiple gymnasiums, living quarters. That's uh, terrifying. We're going to talk about those living quarters because those living quarters... So imagine you're driving down the road and you're going through some bumfuck countryside and you see a little motel of just like seven or eight doors all slammed into a building and it just looks like a place that a horror movie would happen that is the shit that they lived in but more than eight doors because they had so many gymnasts so the Corollis made it a thing that anyone who was going to be training with them they had to spend at least one week a month down there so they would have their own personal like gymnast like coach and then they would have to go down to the Corollis for one week a month. And during that week, they are spending over 40, like 40, 50, almost 60 hours in the fucking gym. And this is where they just start getting beat the fuck. And as they're getting beat to fuck, guess who the fuck gets to come in and treat those goddamn injuries? It's Larry Nasser. Larry uh, Nasser. Larry Nasser is not at all watched at any point. He has no one watching over him. He's allowed in all their living quarters at any time to treat injuries. All the living quarters had specific tables for him to be able to do his physical therapy, quote unquote. Basically molest everyone and anyone he wants at any time. Well, it's even more fucked up is none of the parents were allowed on the mm-hmm. property. They are at all. allowed. You drop them a- off. You can barely talk to them. They go two multiple days without talking to their well, kids. They, there's like they're four like 14, cell reception. 15 like. fucking years old. And the, the Larry Nasser thing, it's like a lot of the girls were like, yeah, at this point, he, you know, he would sneak us food. He'd sneak us snacks and all this. You talk about how terrible. You would groom all. them. If yes. you ever wanted a definition of grooming, Larry Nasser is the definition of grooming women. Yes. And he, he'd groom them. He would tell them, oh, they're, they're, all those coaches, the Corollis, they're so awful, right? They're monsters. Steve As he's fingering, terrible. yeah. As he's got his fucking hand in your vagina. Yeah, it's just the whole situation. It's just so dark and so dirty. And honestly, I'm, I mean, I didn't not, I didn't know about this kind of this stuff 
This ha- this starts in the I mean I think 1990 I believe right so it's like I knew about the Nasser stuff back in you know 15 16 when it first came to light but I didn't know I didn't go in depth about it and I didn't realize that it's a top to bottom USA Over 20 gymnastics years. Yeah. thing like it's just the, the cover up is is disgusting what larry nasser did is disgusting where it's just and and this happens everywhere i I don't want to i i don't believe that usa gymnastics is the only organization that has done done something like this that has prioritized medals and money or trophies and money championships and money over the well-being of their athletes or you know it's 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 almost like every sport (laughs) it is it's it's you do whatever it takes to win so it's just this is one of the stories that came to light cannot imagine how many of these are that that there are that i mean that are just still out there the blackhawks are dealing with that right now a very similar situation um with what are you gonna bring up patrick kane again (laughs) <laughs> because he was oh, found here we he go found, he was found innocent i want, oh. I want you to i want you to know that no the, this isn't even he was King, he was ex, the, he was extorted this is, their, this is but, their personal oh, trainer the, the personal trainer yeah he he that was fucked he he, he was no nothing to do with patrick k he's still an awful human being but no <laughs> this is about this is about his person the personal trainer the personal the trainer is a complete yeah, that they're that, they're still trying to deal with the ramifications of this right now it's just wild to me the sexualization of 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 ch- child like children females of females in general. Well, yeah. yes, in general, but like <clears throat> children is insane. Like you have dance, you have cheerleading, you have gymnastics, you and they all link together at some point. Like yeah. cheerleaders usually go through gym, through gymnastics or dance or like they all kind of link together at some point, and it is so horrific because this is on a large we're talking about a large scale we're talking about usa gymnastics these are the people we watch every four years on a worldwide everyone's watching mm-hmm. and in our country this is how it happened we figured they found it on this one specific time and he got charged and like everything kind of fucking blew open from there the fact that this is happening at that large of a scale, like on that high of a tier of athletes, imagine what these smaller shot like uh, gyms are doing. Like, what could possibly be happening in there that yeah. no one, like, no one's paying attention to whatsoever? That's what. That's what's wild to me about all this. <laughs> is like, right? Yeah, it's it's fucking. It's just, ah, pisses me off beyond fucking belief. I feel bad for like everyone involved in it. Like it's wild that this got to go for 20 plus years. This man did because every year he's going to gain confidence. Every time he does it, he's Mm -hmm. gaining more confidence. He's fucking untouchable in his mind. Yeah. And I I think, I think it got to that point and he was a volunteer doctor, like not, I'm sure he got some money or, or, or something, but it wasn't like, yeah, he, he was got to touch he was, girls for free. He yeah. was labeled as like of the volu- U.S. the head doctor, but like yeah. technically that was a volunteer position mm-hmm. for eighteen years. Um, it's just, yeah, yeah, I don't even know what you can say. Like, and then they they were able to raid his house, and they found like an ungodly amount of child porn, and that oh, yeah. just confirms it right there. It's like he's. So the big thing that pisses me off about his charges is like the number one charge is for child pornography. 
like I get it. Like, yes, I. Well, that why is that the deal. main one? They, yeah, they did a plea deal to make sure they got him because they to get rid of the traveling across uh country, like traveling across the countries or, or whatever to with the intent to sexually assault somebody. They got he got rid of that by taking the child pornography counts and a couple other things but i mean he's still he got two 60 year sentences he will yeah. be in jail until they made dies. they made sure he will be dead oh yeah by the time his sentence is done they made yeah. sure of it they specifically went for that um not not technically a life sentence but it's a it's a life sentence yeah it's so the carolis and their ranch is why so the carolis were very known for their gr- making champions yes they made champions but they broke these women it just brutal all of it's fucking brutal there are stories of they would walk in they would show up for their one week for the month and they would walk in and oh, fuck what's his name um bella no bella's the is bella the the husband yes okay with this, okay, well, I will admit he had pretty sick facial hair. The Fu Manchu, <laughs> I, I, did. I didn't mind his look, but still, it doesn't mean he's not an asshole. Yeah, so he, they would show up and he would walk up and be like, he would, he grabbed a, he grabbed a girl's ass and said, "You need to lose this." That's wild. That's like, insane. Yeah, no, he'd call them fat pigs and disgusting, yeah. and they they're, were they're fourteen year, twelve, thirteen, fourteen year olds. Yeah. They weigh like 70 fucking pounds because they're already going through anorexia and shit because they are being told that they look fat for gymnasts. And they would deal like with him just belittle, belittling them and just being like, you're fat. And it's like, I am 12 years old and like 60 fucking pounds. I can't get lighter. Like, I am unhealthy now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just brought this up to them, but you walked away. Have you ever heard of the gymnast triad? There's a no. thing in psychology. So there's a serial killer triad, right? So it, dark triad. Well, there's also one for serial. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, because they link up. Yeah. Um, so it is for the like dark triad. It is it's killing animals, wetting the bed, and arson, right? Like that, those, no, that's serial killer. Dark. That's why I just said. I said there's a serial killer triad, and then, oh okay, you were just saying there's also a dark triad. Never yeah. mind. All right, I get it now. It makes sense. But for the serial <laughs> killer triad, it is killing of animals arson and wetting the bed that they have i mean it's not actually true i think they disproved it re- like within the past couple of years but that was what originally if they did those three things they are going to grow up to be a serial killer so the gymnast triad oh my god let me pull this up so the gymnast triad is they have a eating disorder irregular menstruation because of the fact that they are undernourished and then Their hormones er- got to be straight shit. Yeah, and then early osteoporosis, so the loss of bone. No, that is a right. common thing in gymnast. Oh, fun. Why? Why is this a thing that like? Oh, fucking I think. So fucking well, and like you even see like a lot of gymnasts once they are no longer gymnasts get really fat very quickly and then they struggle to put that weight off like uh oh what's her name 
and you have Sean something, the small, like the small blonde. Oh, girl. I think I know Sean who you're talking Johnson? about. Sean Johnson. Yeah. I always say Sean White, and I know that's a ginger. I had a picture of Sean Johnson in my locker in eighth grade. Sean Johnson. Yeah. Um, but like she, her and her husband have a YouTube channel and like she got pregnant and has children now, but before she was even pregnant, she just went and like blew up and then like lost all of that weight only to turn around and get pregnant and have all that weight back. Like, but yeah, like she, like for, this was still going on when, and she was probably dealing with this shit too. So take what I said and that's awful. And then apply it to preteens and teenage females mm-hmm. yeah. osteoporosis is a thing for elderly people it is the loss of bone and the weakening of bones like you have that as a fucking teenager how the fuck are you supposed to live life like i don't the fucking Corollis, man. Fucking. I mean, to be to be. I'm not saying there's an osteoporosis. Right now, but, like, no, to no, be no, completely I think, I think fair, see how it tracks. Let's, let's the, stick with it. The shit no. that we put our I want to get sued. For our it's good publicity. Sports. Let's stick to that. Let's stick to that accusation. So the Corollis created osteoporosis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're they're the reason. Marta for and hip. Abella Caroli. You heard it here osteoporosis. first. Yeah. You hate false. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, take anything out of this podcast, I want that to be the one that you take away from yeah. this, that you remember for the, the rest of your life. They're Osteoporosis the and Corollis are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so as athletes, like we all, I like we understand as athletes. Yeah, we're all of us in here is just hey, we play golf athletes. Okay, <laughs> all right. So mostly Jeff and I. I'm like, an electronic athlete. The, uh, mostly no. jeff and i fuck you adam dude i was suck my ass too yeah joke. suck my ass too. Um, uh but like the amount of stress and pain we put onto our bodies for really no reason like jeff and i have like detrimental head <laughs> injuries that will probably kill us before anything else can think of killing us uh and like at the time we thought it was worth it and i feel like both of us now are like yeah was it worth it the fact that we have we can have the thought process of thinking that is wild to me still yeah but the corollis just the way they ran it and then in 1996 is when they got is when they became the u.s gymnastics olympic coaches right was 1996 Andy's smiling, and I'm confused on what the fuck's going on. I'm over there. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got I got a funny text message. Uh, the Corollis did what in 1996? That's when they became the U.S. gymnastics Olympic coach, right? Was in the 90s? No, 86. Was it 86? I thought it was 96. No, 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 no. 86, because that was when. Uh... No, Nasser started working as an athletic trainer for the U.S. gymnastics team in 86. I think 96 is when the Corollis took over, I thought. Dude, I'm calling bullshit on that well all i know is andy was smiling because he was tweeting you heard it here first not anywhere else osteoporosis equals corollis yeah he's tweeting it now so that way we look like the scumballs in the future yes because so many people will be interested in it yeah 1996 hey good right. publicity we could have a fake uh a fake feud with yeah you. i know andy we're not professionals but i usually do pretty good with my fucking notes <laughs> god damn it andy <laughs> okay 
1996, but they were in. Okay, I I'm mistaken. They were in the U.S. Uh, way before. They that. were in the U.S. before, but they got their citizenship and were able to fully take over. I think. But no, you know what I want to say about that is fucked up how much control they had over that. And that yeah. even go that even goes back to 2015 when everything happened with um, what's her name, Maggie Nichols. When she reported that, she was like instantly blacklisted. There's videos. Uh, from the Olympic trials, like she didn't, she she did well enough at that Olympic trial meet to make to be one of the five to make the team, or at the very least be an alternate. They did like, and and she didn't. And even her dad was saying in the documentary, it's like the month before we had cameras, our seats were marked, like people, like a camera crew following us around. At this meet, it was nothing, so we knew something was off, and. It was like they showed her vault and then immediately go to Marta going like, nope, she's got to do, she's got to do better when she had a great score, but it's just like, it's just disgusting, honestly, how corrupt it was. It's like, you speak up for something that's right and you're just pushed aside and it's just nothing. Your, your, your career, everything you've worked for in this elite gymnastics means nothing. Second overall in the world in 2015 wasn't good enough to make the Olympic team the a year later in Rio 2016. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like Steve Penny, uh, I'm sure we'll get into him a lot in part two. Oh, 100%. He's a fucking piece <laughs> of shit. I hope he rots in fucking prison with Larry Nasser. But it's just. Maybe Larry Nasser will touch him. I mean, I be the most action he'll get the rest of his life so may, so maybe i mean we but don't know that he like, probably gets fucked every day in prison we'll see we'll see but they it's put just... him in gen pop uh i don't know is he high profile enough to not be in gen pop uh, i, I feel so. like he I, might he, be he probably is yeah. yeah there's no way they put him in gen pop if right Larry's no in gen way. pop he should be dead by now yeah, yeah, there's no way nasser's in gen pop god he'd be, dead day, no. two. he'd be dead day one yeah he he touched kids there's no way no yeah there's the no number way. one hated person in prison is anyone who did anything to children yeah mm-hmm. you immediately get shanked by someone you that can kill- has nothing to do with anything you could <laughs> kill your mother for no reason and they'll still beat the shit out of you for touching kids yeah, yeah. but there's no. plenty of lifers that got nothing left loose <laughs> just so. like you have to i mean obviously the the sexual assaults and everything that Larry Nasser did was just filthy, disgusting, deplorable. The cover up, in my opinion, is just as bad. Yeah, if not, not worse. Technically, I mean, worse. I guess not worse, but I mean, no, it's that's my there. point. It, it well, here's the make thing, an like, argument that it's worse. I, yeah. It might that. be worse. Larry, like Larry Nasser, is an awful human being. Um, how many Larrys were there that were being covered up? That's the scary thing. Yeah. Like, like that's the problem is that the cover up is worse because they're allowing this to happen. The, the thing after and reading Larry was about just this, the one to get caught. The thing after reading about this is like I that, that so after learning about this, the thing that I hate is there's a part of me that thinks that this could still just come up again, like with someone else. It's probably still happening. Yeah, like I, I I don't think anything changed. Mm-hmm is what really fucking hits me. It's like, oh my God, this was awful. But I don't know if they really did enough to really change anything or if they've actually done anything to make sure this doesn't happen again. But right. on on that note, this horrible fucking 
goddamn topic in general. Sorry, Andy, that you had to come on for this one. No, uh, I'm happy to be here. Just, so that, that's where we're going to leave part one. Part two, I, I know I wanted, like we trashed a lot on the fucking USA Gymnastics, but part two, I thought we were going to get to it here, but we're going to talk about um, Stephen Penny Jr. or whatever his name is, that awful human being, because he is also just as bad as the Corollis and the Corollis did a lot of bad stuff. And if we wanted to go into that, that would be, that would be like a three part series on its own. Like they're awful. The Corollis were not the only bad coaches in gymnastics as well. Like we, we mentioned earlier, over like over 50, it was like 54, 54 certified, certified USA gymnastics coaches that were, had complaints, multiple, multiple complaints about sexual assault. Uh, even one that was like, if he stays around, he is somebody's going to get raped. And yep. they just mm-hmm. get moved around from gym to gym and where they're enabled to do this to other girls. I mean, I'm not, I'm not so, on the pulse well, of the well, gymnastics all... community. So I don't know if this is still going on. I'd love, I'd like to assume it's not. Um, but just this whole story, it's just one of those that makes you shiver a little bit, makes you cringe and, and, and your heart just hurts. To, for, to get for these you... girls that went through this and uh i mean yeah feel great for them for you know achieving gold and everything that the usa gymnasts were able to do but to go through what they had to go through to be starved to be mentally physically worth actually abused at the end of the day i'm sure they rather would have just lived their life their lived their lives yeah, normally it, at but. the end of the day the question is was it worth it and was I it, don't think anyone would say that it was. For Steve Penny, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave you on this piece of information so you come back for part two to learn more, especially about Stephen Penny. So if you want to know why 54 coaches over a span of 10 years had complaints about them and no one looked into it, the U- there was a policy within USA Gymnastics that was – if it wasn't brought up by the victim or the victim's parents, it was hearsay and they therefore it sign. wasn't worth yeah, they investigating. Had to sign something. Yep. It wasn't it wasn't worth investigating and or turning it over to the like police or anything. And that is where I'm gonna leave you because I don't even we're part two. Part two, I'm coming in on Stephen Penry's fucking interview when I they might start actually asking, show up for the they, second one. They <laughs> I would <laughs> prefer if you didn't, but <laughs> so because there's an interview with him where they ask him about this stuff and he, oh my God, we'll talk about it in part two. It's awful. He, the way he acts around with the interview is not at all. Are you talking about the deposition? Yeah. The the one that's in the documentary you watched, like where they show him and they're asking him the the questions with the senators and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Just deplorable. Everything is deplorable about it, but. ugh, Yeah. Wait for part two. We got more shit for part two. Cause I'm going to rip into this fucking (laughs) asshole. So before I go into our plug, Andy, again, go ahead and maybe we'll give you a round two on one episode to plug yourself. All right. Round two. This is going to be a lot better. Listen, brew party podcast. This is why you need to be here. I'm an idiot. I'm funny. I, I like to have a good time. We have awesome guests. I'm heating up on my guests. We're getting more notable people. These three gentlemen will be back on at some point 
in the near future so we can just you know what i kind of want to have a roast uh, of nick where like we just prepare that's a lot like of every podcast i think, that, I think that, that might be the podcast that so that is that, that, <laughs> that is just every podcast i'm actually no, but, busy that day yeah he yeah he no he's not gonna be able to make that one that's the one he's gonna show up <laughs> what, what, what day is it late, yeah i'm busy an hour yeah. and a half late for <laughs> i got no. literally anything else to do but yeah no. i'm sick just, that day I, have a good, <laughs> I like to have a good time. I like to talk about sports. I like to shoot the shit. Um, I'm hoping to get, I'm hoping for more big things coming, coming football season. So once a week, like I said, usually Wednesdays or Thursdays, we release our episode. You can find it Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, uh, Castbox, TuneIn, Pandora, like wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Just go to www.thebrewparty.com. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the brew party. We post videos, uh, our, our full episodes, uh, short video clips uh, from each episode. Make sure you subscribe and uh, throw a like on our latest video there. Uh, and then we're on social media uh, at the brew party on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then we are at the brew party podcast on Facebook. We are currently at 399 likes on Facebook. Well, I would love for you to be our 400th like so that that would be incredible. Uh, I do want to thank you guys again for having me as always. I love being a friend of the show and, and I really appreciate the, uh, the friendship we've been able to build, uh, you know, when able to build over this fuck, I think it's been a year at this point yeah. of, you know, all of us kind of growing in our, in our podcast journeys, but I really appreciate it. I really enjoy talking to you guys. All right. After that beautiful shit, I'm going to do our degenerate fuck wad yeah. fucking I'm outro. I'm pull that for a clip. Of, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a trailer for us now. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, you're Thanks, welcome. Thanks, my guy. Thanks you made me. it easier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you want to find us on social media or anything, you can go into the description of this episode, and down there is our link tree. Just click on it. It'll pop up on the top. The top link you can click on our link tree is to our pod bean. And if you go to the upper right-hand corner, there is become a patron. You do that, you pay a monthly fee and you get a different tier at the $3 tier. You get the unedited version of this, which is going to probably be the exact same thing. I don't think we hit on anything that I need to cut out a lot, but, uh, tits, ass, balls, cock. That's... No, that's saying it. Yeah, that's that's... <laughs> Good luck with that. I think you <laughs> underestimate my laziness of editing. <laughs> So yeah, so three dollar <laughs> tier, you got unedited video pod of this podcast of all of our podcasts. Um, at the one dollar tier, you get oh, this is gonna be a fun one. At the one dollar tier, you get the live stream special we did at the in January of Taskmaster, where Andy was a contestant on it, and we all got blackout drunk and did I the dumbest shit. I should have won that if I would have taken the fucking costume more seriously. <laughs> I would have won that shit. One of the greatest comebacks of all time, I will say. It was a good, it was a phenomenal comeback. And there, Nick and I are at the very. It was almost like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. All right, and yeah, I mean, off of that, anyone got anything they want to say about this before we cut out? I mean, Nick Fuck. left for the fourth time, I believe. Fourth, fifth time. Fuck Steve Penny. Uh, fuck Larry Nasser. Fuck the. Uh, Carolis, and fuck anybody that gave Simone Biles any shit this past week. Mental health is health. It is more important than anything. She does not, she doesn't owe any of you fucking motherfuckers anything. That is what you need to get through your head. She doesn't owe you anything. Uh, I, I, I com commend and applaud 
what she did at the Olympics. She's still the GOAT. She still has five fucking tricks named after her. And uh, she's 24 years old. So let that so let that sink in how her impact on uh, the world of gymnastics. She's the same. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has done way more with her life than he has. Oh, you fuck off. <laughs> I am like, uh, I'll, I'll be 26 in like two months. And what she has done in, in her life compared to what I've done is just an absolute, just not, not a comparison. So I, I just wanted to get that out there because the criticism on her and people help, telling her to just suck it up is, is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. You've never been at the Olympics. You've never had that many eyes on you. You've never represented your country. You do not know. While being acting, sexually abused. At one while point being during. sexually abused, while being physically and mentally abused by uh, coaches and the entire organization of USA Gymnastics. Literally um, the top of the organization, if you want to think about it that way. It's top, it's top to bottom. So I'm sorry to get preachy there at the end, but this is just this this whole case and, and everything that they, they kind of have on on USA Gym right now is just one of the worst looks, I think, of all time. Also, huge, mm -hmm. huge praise and shout out to literally all the victims that came forward. Yes. And yeah, like, well, yeah. Actually, any victim. You didn't even have to come forward. Like, congrats to you getting through that surviving. living yeah surviving living your life now like congrats to you because as someone who is completely outside all four of us i feel fucking disgusted talking about this yeah nick uh, uh nick, do your thing do the thing what if i just stop so, recording right now i mean that's on you i guess but <laughs> so so andy here is a professional uh however as a professional, <laughs> say that as I'm not watching him do this. <laughs> it's in frame. So professional. What's up? Professionals have standards. We do not have standards at all. Actually, I rescind my standards. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's been fucking blowing clouds this whole time. One time I lean over and you can just see the one board. time. <laughs> no, it wasn't one time. Watch We're having a good time, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> <laughs>